Hey y'all, welcome to The Real Time with Kimberly Marie and Bianca Rachel. Welcome back y'all, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope y'all are doing good out there. Before we start the show, I'm going to have to give a shout out to us. <laughs> I'm like on edge, like thinking like, who are we giving a shout out to? What's up? Oh, okay. I'm giving a shout out to a shout out to the real times KB because we are close to having 300 listens we on our podcast. When I say like we are close, like we, we are like two people away. Like, so I need, you know, y'all to like, listen, I mean, we're pretty sure that we do have 300 listens and plus more because, you know, we are on a radio, we are on a podcast unapologetic radio on monday so i know we have had 300 listens but what we are calculating on ourselves for people reaching out there we are two away from 300 listens so i want to say well done bianca ah well thank you boo (laughs) you know go ahead be rochelle oh do your thing I think we did. We done well. We doing good. Y'all have been so supportive. We genuinely, like I always say, we appreciate it. It does not go unnoticed. Even even the ones who want to hit us up on Instagram with their little comments and whatnot. We appreciate y'all too. You know. Yes, we even love the haters. We love y'all because we know what y'all still looking. Y'all still, y'all are still there looking and still wanting to, you know, give us the views. So we still thank you for the views because, you know, a hater is a view. So, you know, so we thank you. you. We thank you for being a hater and a view. You know, so um, anyway, let's go ahead and jump into it, right on into into these rants. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go first. Your rant, no, no, no. Your rant is entirely too long. I will go first because my rant. No, no, listen. No, because my first rant, I'm going to say, you know, everybody's expecting, but but, but I'm going to go ahead and just rant right now. My my first rant is dedicated to um, um, someplace um, called Iowa. See, I told you this rant was going to take too long. No, it's not going to take too long because it's just, it's literally just a do better. This is why the caucus does not need to be a thing. I, I, this is what I don't understand. I don't, literally, we need to go back old school. When you went to the voting booth, they gave you a selection of things and you literally had a paper ballot because literally electronic ballots have been getting confused since the, since the Bush days when, uh, Oh my God, Florida, we lost your votes. We lost Florida votes. It's been confusing, but I really do think that people, one, I think people make obviously, which we know for a fact, they clearly make an, an effort to tamper with them. And then on top of that, you should always have a backup way, right? So you should never mm-hmm. solely be resting on this, um, this, uh, this app. It, it's not okay. Like one, it's yeah. crazy. Why, you know, why would you rely on just one method to dictate mm-hmm. everyone's votes? Like, so I think you should do both. But I think what they were doing when they were doing both was they just got real lax on the hand way and relied way too much on electronic way. But I say that about a lot of things, like. Yeah, we do online baking, but you should still have a physical balance checkbook that you balance so you know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, well, girl, you know, I, I, you know, I ain't gonna lie, I don't balance no checkbooks. But I will say, <laughs> I will say this right here. First of all, what I saw in Iowa was despicable. Um, when you are flipping coins. The election is, I don't take elections to be a joke. I don't take elections to be something that you just, you know, doing, you know, it's just something fun. It's actually really serious to me because of, you know, the hardships we, us as African-Americans have had, you know, getting the right to vote. So when I see, you know, people flipping coins and, and, you know, uh, saying heads or tails, you know, okay, well, you're going to get this, you know, delegate, blah, blah, blah. That it's just really not okay. Like, really, that's how y'all doing it. Like, how long have you been doing this? Have you just been aired out now? Like, and, and this is why I say it shouldn't be no electoral college. It shouldn't be no caucus. It should be whoever gets the most votes wins. That's how they do it on American Idol. Girl, oh my God. Really? I'm not being funny. This 
this how they do it on, on the voice. My whole thing is don't say we are for the people. And then you telling me, you know, basically you can go out there and vote all you want to, but uh, does your vote? Cause, Cause you have, that's when you get people who's literally so disheartened. I mean, you see pe- when people are looking at who are, you know, we're going to vote very strong in Iowa. And then they see coin flippings happening for delegates that could have literally discouraged somebody forever casting another vote. I mean, that is very true. You know, when you, when you, when you start going into the underhand of it, of, you know, uh, booty lie, put out his, uh, I call him booty lie, yeah. you know, uh, cause he, cause look, this is the thing. The thing, um, when we went to bed, it was at zero. Nobody had any clue who won. We had a, we had a, we had a, you know, a notion, but we didn't have any clue who won. So to be honest with you, nobody should have been given a victory speech. But Booty Lie came out there giving a victory speech, saying thank you all. Everybody gave a victory speech. You not? No, they didn't. Everybody did give a victory speech. Warren gave a speech like she had won. Bernie Sanders gave a speech like he had won. So you not gonna single out. I'm a, I'm a stink out booty lie just because I don't. Let me tell you the truth. I don't like booty lie. Booty lie. This is the thing about me. I will never respect somebody who literally fires the black chief of police to hire a racist white one. I'll never respect somebody who is a mayor of a town uh, and, and 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 hides covers up a killing of an unarmed black person. I will never respect somebody like that. And I definitely won't respect somebody who literally invested in the app in Iowa and then all of a sudden it crashes. I mean, it's just too many coincidences that I'm not, you know, but we do know is that uh, old Joe didn't do that well at all. And we know you don't like him either. So, you know. I'm not a big fan of Joe Biden. I'm not going to lie, but I mean, it's, he's not unvotable. I'm just not a big fan of him. But uh, Pete, booty lies are totally unvotable. Uh, but like I said, the next place they're going to, New Hampshire, please have y'all stuff together. Please don't be corn flipping. Please take this vote serious because what we're not going to do is come November and let this old orange who lied about his saying that 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 new recent picture of him being out when his when his wig flew back and it showed his uh, (laughs) orange. I just don't understand how somebody is so orange. Like, I mean, it's too much tanning. How are you that orange? Like I told you how. Like, like when you, when you, even when you check, what race are you? Like, do they have an orange box? I'm not doing this foolish review. I'm moving on to my rant. I, I mean, he looks, he's so stupid inside and out. And I mean, <laughs> and, and you know what I mean? Like we, we cannot play these games because November is right around the corner. More, we'll blink an eye and here come November. We cannot play around with this vote. This is a very, very serious vote. And you don't want anybody saying from either party that, oh, you know, they rigged and they did all this stuff. Let's just keep it honest. You asking for a lot. They keep it honest? You asking for a lot. Oh, okay. You, you asking for a lot. But uh, speaking of politics, which I hate speaking about, but we'll go ahead and continue. I hate speaking about politics. That's what happened. I couldn't tell. Um... So I, I went on a vacation. Well, I use vacation loosely. I went on a trip this weekend and um, I happened to sit, you know, I, when I fly Southwest, we've already talked about this. When I fly Southwest, I pick seats, you know, just the quickest to get me off the fucking plane. You know, I don't want to be in the back waiting all damn day for everyone to piddle around with their bags like they didn't have to put them up when they got in. Anyway, I digress. I sat right like two or three. Actually, I was like the second row. It was the middle seat. Did not care because I had planned on putting my headphones in and going the fuck to sleep. Um, Why do you not sit at the end? It wasn't available. And I just said I wasn't sitting at the back of the plane. No, the no, like the first seat when you like get in. It not wasn't the, available. The, middle? the first seat was not available. This is Southwest. You sit where you want. So the first seat was not available. So I sat in the second row. Not I, you. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not saying the first row. I'm saying like, why didn't you sit on the end of the seat? You know how you have the end, the middle, and then you sit by the window. Yeah, but it wasn't available. Why are you yelling? Because I just said it wasn't available. Y'all, y'all hear me say somebody, somebody get this girl available. A, a, a chillax deal to my rant. So we sat in the I sat in the middle <laughs> because the end was not available. The whole plane, no end was available. Damn, I sw- 
Y'all, do y'all hear this co-host? I swear to God. <sighs> Back to my rant. I will not be disturbed again. Anywho, I sat in the middle. So it was a black guy, and then there was a white woman, and then I sat in the middle. Obviously, there's a black person, me. So they were talking about politics. And I was like, oh, my God. So, you know, both of them didn't like Trump. So they were talking about that. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I was listening, and every once in a while, I'd stop reading, and I'd shake my head, you know, left or right to agree with what one of them said. Then finally, I was like, well, since I'm sitting in the middle, let me go ahead and give my two cents. So, you know, I did so. And then I don't know what happened. We took off. We got in the middle of the flight, and he was like, you know what? I have two Mexican friends that voted for Trump. Mm, mm, my mm. whole heart y'all it fell out mm, my body because it was like before they were whispering but for some reason when they took off you thought the same people sitting around you couldn't hear so you were just at this point like super loud because i feel like the whole plane could hear us and he was like you know these mexicans want to act like they don't know they mexicans and i was like oh my god they're gonna like someone is gonna tell us to shut up and like beat us up what? why did you well like well what was your worry First of all, and I'm like this with black folks too, I don't necessarily like when you, hmm, I don't think you should talk down on other races in public. It's okay if you do it in your house. Did he talk down or talk about them voting for Trump? No, I felt like it was a mixture of both because he was like, you know, which he says things that many people say that I have actively said in my own house that I'm now sharing, obviously. If you're voting for Trump and you're Hispanic, I have a lot of questions. Well, and that's what he said, you know, and he was like, he tried to explain it to a lot of his Hispanic friends, you know, but then he was like, you had to realize, he was like, you just had to realize some Mexicans don't want to be Mexicans, you know? He was like, they don't act like they're Mexican. They don't embrace their culture. He was like, you know, mm-hmm. if you walk up to them and say they're Mexican, they're offended. And then he was like, yeah. got the other friends who still voted for him, you know, and his one friend told him he voted for Trump specifically so his mother-in-law could not come to the United States. Oh, that's stupid. And and that's what the man said. The man was like, well, that's absolutely ignorant because she would find a way if she really wanted to come. But my thing was this. Why did you marry someone who you don't, you hate your mother-in-law that much? Like, you voted a whole president in so she couldn't come to the United States? Like, sir. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think what it sounds like to me, I know you're going to keep going, but what it sounds like so far, I don't think he did anything wrong because we have, to me, in every culture, there is somebody who exactly. acts like And that. that's what I was, you know, I didn't, I was thinking, but I was like, you know, like there's black people who wish they weren't black, you know what I mean? And like my grandmother used to call them like passe blanc because they could pass for white. But there's, you know, there's black folks, if they're light enough, and people don't think they're black, they won't be like, oh, yeah, I'm black. You know, it's not to like your mom or your dad show up and they be like, oh, yeah, I'm you know. There's dark skinned black people who, who I've seen uh, shaking and jive for the uh, for the white man. So, well, that's. I mean, look at, have you seen that? Have you seen Ben Carson? I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, I'm not be, trying to be funny. Have you seen Ben Carson? Some of the stuff that he has said out of his mouth, some of the, some of the actions that he's taken, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually taken aback and I'm like, like are you a proud like why are you not a proud black man why are you not you know proud of your culture and where you're from and well you know i understood i i don't understand it but sometimes people like you have a hate for yourself and you just push it on to others and that's what he was saying about the hispanics you know but i just thought it was yeah i have seen some like i mean i think it was just funny because we were they were whispering at first like the white woman can, can continue to whisper you know she continued to talk very low and he'd be like what did you say I couldn't well you know she really came because if she would have started talking yeah you know uh, uh, becky so you know but the black man was <laughs> like you know, i just don't understand these mexicans and there was one a hispanic woman sitting in front of us next to another white woman i was like oh jesus but you know what i what he says is truly is really real and like I said, that's, I, I've seen, you know, you know, I've seen Hispanic people act like that. Like, you, I mean, I knew a Hispanic person who honestly, until I saw their parents, I thought this person was white. People mm-hmm. called this person white and they were A-OK with being called white until they parents had came in and ate at the restaurant. And then I'm like, wait, are you Hispanic? And they were like, yeah, well, I mixed. And I'm like, uh, 
are you? Because your parents look Hispanic. And then she finally was like, yeah, I am Hispanic. I'm just like a white Hispanic. And she did look. She looked, she was very, very pale. And she was really going, just letting people call her white and just living her best white life. And I'm just like, why are you, uh, like, I I personally would never understand being a, in a sense, ashamed or dis, or, you know, trying to hide you know, your care, your, who you are, because you know, you're, I mean, why would you want to, I mean, I personally have never had that privilege because I'm, you know, a, 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 a very black. Yeah. Your skin tone won't allow you, you know, and I, and, but you know, my grand, my great grandma as well. So there's that. Yeah, my great grandma, when she was younger, she could pass for a white, she was very light. Fair, but she never she didn't she was a proud black woman you know and, and you know my whole thing is embrace your culture and who you are but i have and i've talked to some hispanic i just saw on a tv uh on tv when they were talking about hispanics who voted for trump and this one lady was like i didn't know when i voted for him i was voting for kids in cages and i was voting for you know uh a wall i'm just like what 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 a- when you when you heard him speak when he was running for president, one thing I give about him, he was not shy about this wall. He was not shy about you know them being bringing their rapists. That was literally what he said, bringing in the worst of the worst. So when I hear Hispanics tell me like I didn't know that I was voting for a guy about the wall and he was going to be you know denying people and banning people, I'm like, what did you think the next step was? Right. So I don't know. I mean, I hear people say that and I'm like literally in shock and I'm looking at them talk to me and I'm just like, I'm just going to walk off because I'm confused. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what happened. I was like, wow, that, that was crazy. So I was just like sitting there and I was like, oh, okay. You should have said, look, you should have said, do you, do you need to, do you need me to move? Like, like, I was just like, of all places to sit, like I always pick the wrong spot, but it was cool because the second half of the flight, I got my whole, uh, I, I made up for it. I got a whole entire road to myself. So I was like, yeah. wait, oh, you had to take two flights. Yeah, I had to because uh, the later flights just didn't connect. So I had to take mm-hmm. two flights. But the second flight, boy. It wasn't, a long, it wasn't a long trip, was it? No, it was like, uh, it was 45 minutes the first leg. And then it was another, no, it was 45 minutes each leg. It wasn't long at all. Oh, okay. So where you going wasn't too crazy? Okay. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. It was just, I guess Southwest does it like the later flights just to this particular place. They don't, um, they didn't have any connections. I mean, any straight flights. So I had to change flights and they were really, it was really nice because I didn't have to like run down to a whole nother like gate and freak out. Like the gate was two gates from where I landed, which was even better. Oh, okay. I just want to take a flight one day when they're just like, your connecting flight is the same airplane. It's the same um airplane. Like, you I know, like. happens frequently. I don't get that. Like two stops, but you don't have to change plane. You just want a two stop, but not a change plane. Yeah, I don't want to change planes. But every time I, if I do. You buy your ticket. Huh? They tell you that before you buy your ticket. Like I've never seen it though. I've never seen when I personally buy. I guess when the t- time that I buy the tickets, or maybe I just don't read good enough. I don't see where it says like you will stay on the same plane. But I feel like this: if you're going internationally, it's always good to change planes. Like and get uh, to me, I feel like if you're going internationally, like say if I'm going, you know, just to you know, not that I'm going anytime soon, but if I was going to Asia. Somewhere over there in Asia, like China, or if I was going to Japan, you know, I would uh like get like to get a layover in like India, you know, just because and, and get a longer layover just so you, so you can at least see the city of you know I mean not see the city see the um see India and see wherever part you are flying into see that country you know because like when we went to Singapore we had a layover we went Houston to L A and then L A to Singapore, um but we did not like. First of all, I've been to LA, but like we weren't like trying to go out to LA and just. No, I'm talking about. So, say if you were going to go, okay, say if you just went from Houston and then before you went to Singapore, just throwing it out there, you went to uh, a small place in, you know, China and then you had a layover for a day and then you took a flight to Singapore. 
First of all, that's not a layover. <laughs> that's a whole nother fucking. You know, you know they have those. You know, when I mean, you're flying internationally, sometimes you know you have longer layovers, like 19 hour layover, and you're like, "What am I gonna do for 19 hours? Sit in the airport?" Shit, I would take. I go to the Amer- I go to the little American American Express Club, and I mind my business. I can lay. Good, at that point, uh, 19 hours, you might as well just bring you a you know go, go out on the city. Mm, it depends what the security's like. Uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's easier just to stay put and chill out. Well, I mean, you're not going to go far. You just, I'll go. Uh, to me, if I do do late uh, overs and like longer, like a uh, long period of time, or sometimes I go uh, do layers so I can see family, you know, go ahead and do that one day trip. Mm. You know, see see your family for, you know, like, oh, we, you know, we're going to go out to lunch and we're going to get back on the plane, you know. <laughs> okay, I've seen my family, seen enough family. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, that's cool. You never done that? Mm, no. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I have. I've done that where I think we, we did a layover in Memphis one time and I saw my cousin for like a day because it just worked out that way. I mean, if it works out that way, but I'm not actively going out of my way to make that happen. I like a little layover. So layovers was cute. Well, not all the time. I, if I'm fine, you know, domestically, I like to just do a straight. I'd rather just go ahead. But if I'm flying internationally, like like over overseas, but if I'm going to somewhere like Jamaica, I'm not going to be doing a layover. And, you know, I mean, Jamaica's like, what, two or three hours from Houston? It's not that far. I mean, you, like I said, you could decide what you want. But if, I mean, that one just happened to be that way because of the time I decided yeah. to fly. But most likely, like, if I can do a straight through, I will. If I have to switch planes, that's not a problem. If I have to, like, land and stay on the plane, that's not a problem. But I mean, Sometimes I don't like layovers, but it, this one wasn't really like a long layover. It was like maybe four, maybe 30 minutes. And then the next flight was in and I was up and gone. So I was Ooh, like, girl, you had faith in the airline. I'd be scared. You had, you what, if it doesn't work, the ticket and the hotel is on them. Uh, So you fuck around and maybe miss that connected flight if you want to. You putting me up in a hotel because that is what they have to do. And See, why, are you sure that's what that? Because I've heard people with horror stories like they were like, "Well, you sleep in the airport." No, you can't. I mean, some people do. I the last time I had that issue, I got a free hotel room, and they put me on the next flight out in the morning. Point blank. Well, did you make it? Did you make a scene to get that airplane to get that uh, hotel room? Where you're like, are you? Sleeping? I took care of business. I <laughs> did what I needed to do, and probably what other people should be doing. Should I pay for this fucking ticket with my money? Cause this one girl, she booked I me. Mean, she was going to Ibiza. She and she was going from Houston, and so she had to go from Florida. And apparently, like the airline, the pallets were going on strike. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and so they were like, "Okay, you know, you're you might like we're we're trying to work something out." And she found out as they were going on strike because you know that don't tell you on your domestic flights. I mean, she was like connecting to her international flight, like. Okay, we're trying to find something for you. And so she missed her flight. And they were like, okay, you're going to be going out the next day. But, you know, you y'all can just sleep in the airport right, for right. 10 hours. And she was like, are you serious? You're not going to give me a hotel room or anything? They were like, no. no. Yeah. Can't make a I was like, that's all that was. I was like, 10 hours and uh-uh. 10 hours in that seat and if anybody has been i've never met a comfortable uh you know what i at least would have asked you need to put me in the uh lounge oh now that would be nice you get what i'm saying yeah like you need to go put me put me in the american express lounge put me in the uh uh the um um uh, what's the airline uh the united lounge put me in those lounges you know, because now, they, they you, like, yeah, they can put you in the United Lounge. They can't put you in someone else's lounge, like an American Express Lounge or something. They can't do that. Well, you can put me in the United. Give me look, yeah. I, stretch me out on a United uh, Lounge because it's more comfortable than this chair that I'm looking at right now. And they have the food and all that, and they had the good food. They do. It's unlimited. All you gotta do is pay for your drinks. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, depending on what level you at, sometimes those drinks is included. Yes, this is also true. Well, but, uh, let's go ahead and get into this. Yeah, I know y'all. I know y'all. I know y'all ears is burning. I know y'all waiting to hear our opinion. 
and we're going to give you our opinion. We have already discussed it uh, uh, off the air. So we, I was like, wait, hold on. Before we record anymore, before we talk anymore, let's record. Now, for those who have been under a rock, <laughs> uh, we sent, like I said, it, it's a, literally a RIP to Kobe Bryant and the eight others who were killed in the uh, helicopter crash that happened in January. And on the, on the board was his daughter, Gigi Bryant. Um, just, uh, and we did find out that the funeral was supposed to be 224 and it's supposed to be at the Staples Center, which I thought was cute because I think her jersey number is two and we all know that his is, is eight and 24. So, you know, I felt like that was really cute that they did 224. Like, I felt, I don't know if they did that for, but I'm guessing they did because it just has a meaning, you know? Right. So I thought, oh, that's just, you know, and I, and I, taking a sidebar, I did just see a little clip of recently this week of Vanessa Bryant, youngest child, um, learning, like, she's like preparing to walk and she's like seven months. And I'm just like, oh, heart like like you you like to 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 imagine that she has to go through those you know moments alone alone yeah it's just heartbreaking you know it really it it makes me even all the more matter about what i'm about to say (laughs) you know so again uh for those who don't know gail king uh does a cbs morning show and she did an interview with lisa uh from the WNBA, Lisa Leslie, and she is one of Kobe Bryant's closest friends. You know, some said they were best friends, but I do know for sure she is one of Kobe Bryant's closest friends. And she did an interview, and CBS this morning, of course, they wanted to be like everybody else. They wanted to be hot because they don't have the best ratings. So they put out a clip. they don't have the best ratings so this is the you know the caveat y'all should know going into this rant cbs is just really slacking right now (laughs) this to be honest you know everybody knows good morning america be out doing them be doing them numbers you know (laughs) but uh so cbs this morning put up the clip you know, of course they wanted, uh, Gail King gave them exactly what they wanted and they used her. And I mean, uh, she, they, no, they, they used never, her. did they? No, but my saying is for what she, what we're about to say and her rebuttal for it, I don't appreciate the rebuttal because they would have never had the information had you not done the interview. You asked the question. So take the accountability for it. But she asked Lisa, Lisa Leslie three times. I'm going to say this again. Not once, not twice, but three times. She egged Lisa Leslie on about the alleged allegations in 2003, which was dismissed, but he did settle a civil suit, Kobe Bryant, about the incident that happened where Gail King brought it up that she thought it was her business to bring it up about Kobe Bryant, you know, having, uh, in, in the case, mm-hmm. Lisa, the first time Lisa said, I've never known Kobe to be like that. And I go on out with Kobe several times to the club. Kobe has never been one to say, Hey, bring this girl over here to me. And she's clearly said I had other NBA friends and they are clearly right. who, who, who are married. You know, who was saying, bring, you know, bring, bring the girls. She ended it there. Girl King again proceeded to ask her, well, you wouldn't know. How would you know? Because you were too close to him. I'm like, wow, that don't make no sense. That question makes no sense to me. And Lisa again said, well, I've known him pretty good, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she tried to leave it there. Uh-huh. Gail King came back a third time. She said, and I think, and I think Lisa uh, said it was it, it. He wasn't found guilty, right? You know, the case was dismissed. And she said, well, they settled a civil lawsuit and all this stuff, and the girl didn't want to testify and all of these things. And then Lisa, and, and then Lisa had to politely tell Gail, at this point, we should leave it alone. 
I mean, you should have left it alone a long time ago. Like, eh, I, I'm not here for the fuckery. Like, and, and Lisa handled that situation very well because very well. This, Kudos. It's it's mad disrespectful, you know. Like, and Gail was like, "Well, does it mess up his legacy?" No. The only thing that messes up Kobe Bryant's legacy is people like you mm. who, who mm. try to tarnish his legacy because you and Oprah have all of a sudden picked up this nasty habit of talking about black men who are deceased and cannot defend themselves. Mm. Why you were smiling in their face when they were living? Oof. Y'all, if you... Come on now. Do better. Do better. Mm. Bianca says she's going to be Bianca is preaching these last couple of episodes, y'all. We gonna, we about to get her a deacon robe. So oh, just... Lord, no. Don't put me in the pulpit. Y'all ain't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> but... And this is the thing. For those who people were getting mad, people were coming out and saying, you know, recently you, uh, Gail King and Oprah, y'all have just been coming so down on the black man. It, the you know, only thing it, I will give them credit that they've done right for was R. Kelly. They, yeah, now that I, you know, kudos, but you know, you you done good. You should, you know, take your two cents. And sit down, and somebody gonna inevitably want to remind me. Well, Gail got more money than you do. That's fine, because if I have to be broke and rely just on my principles and respect, mm. I'll take it any day. I'm wealthy with respect. And yeah, it, it, I don't understand why she don't want that deacon robe. I don't get it. It's common sense. Like that man's family. Somebody get this girl a deacon robe. Get, get Bianca a deacon robe. Somebody. I mean, this is Kim. You know, it, it really is common. It's something that you would never do to yours. You know, like what if Gail's loved one or you know Oprah's loved one died, and somebody came behind him was like, "Oh, well, you know, they had a charge back in the day," and where it was mm-hmm. was an ain't shit person. You you feel some type of way, you know, like, mm-hmm. and you're grieving on top of that, like. That's mm-hmm. not okay. So do I think Snoop Dogg was out of line? Hell no. Do I applaud Snoop Dogg? You goddamn right. Well, this is my thing with the Snoop Dogg thing. I personally, and this is what I will tell people. I personally, when I when I saw the interview and I listened to it, I I was annoyed. I was pissed off. I was like, Lisa Leslie handled that lovely. She oh, she I mean, what a beautiful that well, and you could see it was it was tearing her up inside. Yeah. Like what? What a beautiful way to handle a situation. Like we could all learn how to handle situations like she did. Because uh, to me, it would have been a, a what we not gonna do. Oh, you know, all kinds of names. By the time I got yeah. to that interview, it wouldn't have been no morning show uh, interview. That, <laughs> it would have been a beep. Beep. Mm-hmm. So and you know, and this is my thing. Yep. What I have said. What Snoop Dogg said. No, I wouldn't have called Gail King a dog-headed bee. But this is what I will tell people. We cannot police the way that people' emotions are and how they react. Because when Gail King sat down and wrote her list of questions to ask Lisa Leslie, she should have known that when she got to this right here, this question, it was going to be a lot of actions for that. It's going to be a lot of repercussions for that question. She should have been prepared. She should have had her thick skin. Don't do not ask questions you are not prepared for the outcome for. You asked the question three times. You had three times to remove yourself from the question, but you decided to go back three times and ask her this question. So you have to be prepared. And I don't want to see Oprah. On, and I don't, I don't want to see you come back the next day and then say the network did you dirty because the network wouldn't have had any content had you had not given it to them. And I don't want to see Oprah out on uh talking about crying, saying that you're not doing good and that you got to have security because guess And then people coming out here saying, you know, you're not keeping the same energy for the white reporters. As I remember, that lady got ate up who said knackers. That's what she oh, claimed. Yeah, they ate her ass up. Prof- but now if you listen to it, it did say, <laughs> it did sound like she was trying to be real slick. Uh, it, to me, it didn't sound like no knackers to me, but I'm just going to say knackers. You know, that's what y'all said. Trying to be real slick at the mouth. 
Yeah, it sounded like she was trying to be like like it sounded like it was something she called the the, the Lakers on a regular basis, and it wasn't no Lakers. She was calling them Lakers, and 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 I do remember not not even two three weeks. It was maybe two weeks ago that New York comedian, that white New York comedian, came out and stood in front of was like, "Ha ha, Kobe Bryant died. He should he deserves to die because of his rape case and all this stuff." And I remember. He lost his talent agency. He his tour got canceled because everybody was like, "Uh, we your liability." And I remember people literally writing in his comments, "Come to L.A. in its own." People were telling him if they see him in oh, New York, they're gonna hurt him. So don't sit right here and say that you know. Oh, you all didn't act this way with, you know, all these other, when they have, just like those journalists came when, when they talked about blue Ivy, people were on their ass. Don't do not say that because when you do that, it's, it creates a false falsehood. Now what we are going to say and what's factual is Susan Rice. Susan Rice, who is the former U.S. National Security, uh, comes out and defends Gail and goes on the line of all, you know, tweets out on her personal Twitter page uh, about Snoop Dogg and asks him and because she doesn't like the way. And she says, this is despicable. Gail King is one of the most principled, fair, tough journalists alive. Snoop, back the F off. Fuck is what she meant to say. <laughs> back the fuck off. You come for Gail. She didn't add him. I'm sorry. She didn't add him. She added Gail King. You come for at Gail King. You come against an army. You will lose and it won't be pretty. This is my thing. You are the former U.S. National Security Advisor. You think threatening Snoop about Gail King is the best, is, is the right thing to do. Okay, this is my thing. Snoop, okay, anybody who is what, 30, no, let's say 40 and older, you you know, you grew up listening to Snoop, you know what Snoop's about, you think telling Snoop Dogg he coming against the army bothers him, like I understand he is an OG, you know, like so he is no longer what I'm assuming, I don't know what Snoop Dogg does, but you know, he living his life, and so you think telling him, oh, he coming against the army, that bothers him? Like, first of all, recognize who you're talking shit to because Snoop is an equal opportunist on putting people mm-hmm. in check. Him and Boosie do not give a fuck. They will equally opportune your ass on what you were wrong for. So um, Snoop Dogg ain't bothered. Boosie ain't got nothing to lose. Like, so you threatening me talking about you got a whole army and like all this like Twitter shit talking that you're doing because we know if I like, if he approached you, not that he would, y'all, but if he decided to, we know she not busting a grape in a fruit fight. Yeah, and my whole thing is, who's the army? What's the <laughs> army? What army do you have against him? It's the army dead ass wrong. She- like to me, like yeah. this is my thing, Susan Rice. How about we tweet about the black and uh, the black boys and girls being killed unjustly by cops? How about you tweet about and then they bed? Why don't you tweet about that? How about you tweet about yeah. people who don't have a bed who are at you know on the border? Struck- yeah, living on uh, living on on literally the land, like literally living outside on makeshift tents. Why don't you tweet about that? Why don't you tweet about you know the way Donald Trump? Donald Dump actually yeah. fired his fired the people who spoke out anything against him during his impeachment yeah. trial. Won't you talk about that? Won't you talk about the you know uh, the homeless crisis, the the poverty that we have in the United States? How about you tweet about black girls being literally out here killed for their organs, well, or black girls being sex trafficked? Out of control. Like out you of have control. Yeah, you have so much stuff to tweet about, yet you want to tweet about Snoop Dogg and Gayle King. Are you serious? How about the same angry energy that you have 
about Snoop Dogg and he didn't threaten Gail. He literally called her a bald-headed scallywag in so many words, but he said it a little bit more harsh. (laughs) Everybody, well, I can't say everybody. I didn't see anyone who told Snoop he went too far, but if y'all thought- Well, I did. I did. Like Mark Lamont Hill was like, you girl dads are out here, you know, agreeing with Snoop Dogg. And my whole thing is, please let's not, this is, and again, this is what I say. I was with Snoop. I, I mean, I didn't agree with, like I said, I wouldn't have said it the way he did, but I was with him. The only thing I wasn't with Snoop, I mean, he started going into the Bill Cosby thing. I was like, nah, Snoop. <laughs> you went too far, Snoop. But look, you know, he might have been left field on that that Bill Cosby, because I personally think Bill Cosby can stay his ass where he at. Yeah, he's, he's fine over there, and, and Bill don't need to be tweeting from no doggone prison, because, you Bill, know. Bill need to stay where he at, you know, just like R. Kelly need to stay where he at. Yeah. But he, uh, I'm not. You cannot police because emotions. Yeah, and you can't just keep coming for people who are not alive to do, to defend themselves because you had so, like Lisa said, you had so much time prior to his untimely death to question and ask Kobe. Like you could have asked him for an interview. Like, and I don't know that you didn't, but you could have. You know, like just like Paris Jackson came out and was like. Y'all talking about my father, it really disturbs me. You know, but mm-hmm. everyone mocked her and was like, well, that's your dad. Like, you get what you get. Like, all these comments. But at the end of the day, whether you agree with what Michael did or didn't, and when I mean agree, like, whether you believe or did not, that is someone's dad. Like, Kobe mm-hmm. is someone's dad. Kobe is also many people's mentors. You know, like, mm-hmm. that place was so long ago. And for that to be... years. Yeah, and for that to be the first thing that you try to bring up at a time where they're grieving and in a time where you could have actively... Because it wasn't like Gail mm-hmm. became a new reporter yesterday. So, you mm-hmm. you know, you have enough clout to have made an interview if you so chose to like do research on it. So that, that was inappropriate, you know, and that's not the time. And I do not think uh, they spun that in any bad light. I, you realize you fucked up and Oprah did the one thing that was right in this situation. She stood by her friend Mm -hmm. because had you been my friend, I would have told you you were wrong. Point blank wrong. I doesn't matter that I'm a Kobe fan. You know, that's not what this is. The fact is, Kobe has four other immediate family and I'm I don't mean disrespect to his mom and dad by saying you know like not including them in the count but I'm saying like his wife and his kids like people who saw him actively every every day who mm-hmm. are by this so like why would you take your platform that you should be using for good and to try to tarnish and question that man's legacy who the fuck are you like, Gail, yeah, Gail, I, I was with you with the R. Kelly thing. I mean, you was a G in that one, but uh, I've lost all respect and I, I'm not here. I'm not here for it. Yeah. And this is my thing that I wanted to say about when people um, do stuff like that. When you bring up Kobe Bryant's passing and when people like when the um, people like Gail King and people like that. A comedian who laughed and said Kobe Bryant died. There were eight other people yeah. on that plane. Yeah. There were children who were no older than 14 who didn't even live half their life, who didn't grow up to be all that they could be. There were there were parents, you know, there were uh mothers who didn't go home to the rest of their other children. There were fathers who did the same. There were there were best friends lost. There were spouses lost. There were, you know, so many things lost. They, they you know, there were uh uh uncles and aunties lost. They, it was so many people lost. And my whole thing is, you know, when you diminish and try to tarnish Kobe Bryant's legacy and try to make it seem like, oh, well, he's getting what he sold. You're telling me those eight other people sold, you know, reap what yeah. they sold? Yeah, you you're telling me that a 13-year-old? All the other people on the flight, you could have brought light to them. Not saying that Kobe yeah. is taking the spotlight because everyone has recognized everyone on the plane, you know, and they are all grieving together, especially since some of them obviously were her teammates. But they were all connected. But you chose to use your platform to talk about him in a negative way when you could have been mm-hmm. like, you know "What? Let's let's remember all these people on this flight. Let's let's just have their family send in like hell if they want to talk about it. You know, like send us. Can you send us? Yeah. You know, is it okay if we speak about your family and just you know 
celebrate their life and some type of contribution. But no, you worried about yeah. man doing some stuff in Colorado umpteen years in Denver, Colorado umpteen years ago. Like yeah, my whole thing is she she could have asked you know Lisa Leslie about Kobe in his in his retirement years coaching the young girls, you know, and, and how he had a relationship with with Gigi and how he had a relationship with these girls, you know, who he coached. Why not ask those questions? Why not ask about that? You know, why not? You know, because this is the thing we you know some people want to say. Girl is hurting. Girl's getting death threats. Girl is feeling emotional. Girl is go. Did we care about the about about Vanessa? Exactly. Did, did we care about you know? I mean, the other children. She has three other kids. She has to be strong for it. We know for sure that the oldest one is on social media. I mean, yeah. not. I mean, we don't know if she has a Facebook. I'm saying we we know young kids are on social media. media. So it's nine times out of ten she's seen that interview, and she has. And you know what happened? Is she has questions now for her mom. So now her mom has to deal with. I still, you know, I lost my daughter. Um, uh, it, 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 it. The thing is. This week, uh, the week that just passed, we saw uh, her uh, Gigi Bryant school retire her jersey number two. And we saw, you know, the clips from Vanessa Bryant going to that. And then a day later, you know, having to wake up to this foolishness of an interview. Imagine being her. You know, imagine, put, put yourself in her shoes, Gail. You know, feel her pain. And then I guess this is probably left field for me to say this, but you know, if Gail, you believed or you thought that what he did, that he did it, don't you think by now with him coaching and being around so many other young women that something else would have popped up? Like sometimes you got to use common sense on some shit. I understood you wanted a story, but th this was not the time to try to make a story. Thank you, and you know you 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 really did put a. That's what I was thinking when I when I was literally doing all this time. Kobe has been around this game since he was seventeen, eighteen. I think he, I, you know, said he was going to come into into the NBA. You know, seventeen years has passed since this allegation. Till he since he uh the case got dismissed, and you know, nothing else has happened since then. But we know for sure the people that you bumping shoulders with, Gail and Oprah, we know for sure they have cases and they are active. We know for sure Harvey Weinstein, Oprah and Gail, I've seen you both picture with them. Uh, Oprah's spiritual advisor that she had on her show, that she had on Oprah Network, yeah. is now in jail for touching on girls. And so my whole thing is you live in glass houses. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, and they have played an a interview of Gail saying we should give people the benefit of the doubt to you know the full story when it comes to that kind of situation. Funny how we do that when it's your friend, your loved one, someone you're in connection with. But we won't pay that same respect to a man who has done great things inside of the NBA and outside of the NBA. No, that that's too much to ask. Like that just whew, that would only make sense. Why the fuck would we do that? Yep. So that's wanna that's wanna, you know, say we have to be very respectful. We have to, you know, it, i think that's what's lacking. I understand wanting to be the first and want to be a journalist, wanna be all this stuff, but I think at some point we have to have compassion. We gotta have a sense of morality and we gotta have some tact. But you know, you didn't wanna be re respectful. You know, like your, like my grandmother used to say, if you if you can't say nothing nice, just shut the fuck up. Like, sit there, sip your tea, and then maybe wait a good six months and then go ham so that we can light your ass up again. Like, you know, maybe that's what you should do. But that's just a suggestion. <laughs> I'm just saying. But again, I would say, like I've been saying this whole podcast, every action is going to come with a reaction, whether you like it or not. You need to be prepared when you get on. And, and and one thing I know for sure, I have just seen in my years of just following, you know, Snoop Dogg on social media. I love him Snoop. and Kobe were close. It wasn't like a fake relationship. 
him and Kobe were cool. We knew, you know, Kobe had been to his house several times. You know, I mean, he loved him some Kobe and Kobe rocked with him. It wasn't like a one-sided relationship. We knew that they were actually friends, like family. You know, we knew that they were close. So when you go and talk about my family and you go and talk about my homie, all best is off. That's all I'm saying. Because if somebody came at, come, came at, Bian- uh, at, at uh, Bianca's neck, you think I'm going to be cute about it? Oh, yeah. Ain't no being cute about it. We corrected and then moving right on. Uh-uh. And, and look, I tell people, there's no fair. There's nothing fair about what I'm going to say. Because I'm going to go, because guess what? I mean, I mean, the, the all best is off when you come from my friends. Because when, when you come from my friends, it's over. When you come from my friends and my family, it's over. And I have been in a predicament where I have said some stuff that people have been like, oh my God, like, girl, like. You didn't have you- to come so hard. I was just making a statement. But your statement was un- <laughs> unasked for, you know, and it, it was just, you, you was talking sideways. So I had to just get you realigned. Like, you know, let me straighten you out real quick. And we're going to keep it moving. You know, and I, my heart, it genuinely goes out to the all those families. But furthermore, it, it really goes out to the Bryant family, um, not because one loss is greater than the other, but because the people seem to want to solely focus the negativity that mm-hmm. they have on Kobe. And yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know if you, anyone from the Bryant family is listening or word of mouth, but my heart and my prayers grow out to you. To be disrespected in a time like this is, ugh. Is, there's it's no hard, it's heart-wrenching. It's literally yeah, heart-wrenching. And, you know, I just ask that God continue to keep you guys in your prayers and uplift you. And y'all just remember the good times and don't let the negative talk get to you because some mm-hmm. people just, they don't know no better. Ignorance is, it, it's sadly, it's like a flu. You know, like yeah. one dumb bitch sneeze and everybody else want to follow with the, with the fuck. <laughs> so, this is what, this I, is what I'm going to say. To the people out there who... To, to the people out there who think it's okay to say, well, you know, Kobe deserved to die or good job. When you say that, you're saying that eight other people, mm-hmm. you're saying children, you're saying, you know, you, you know, you're saying these, you know, uh, uh, three kids lost their parents because there was a couple on that flight. I think they had three kids who, you know, wasn't on the flight. Right. They had four kids all together. Three kids deserve to not have a pa- parents. Mm-hmm. Even Kobe Bryant, his daughter, deserves to not grow up with a father figure. You know, you have to really be careful what you wish because I just believe in karma and I do believe in that stuff coming back to you tenfold. So what you put out into this world, be prepared for the actions and the consequences of your, be, be prepared for the consequences of your actions yeah. that you put out into this world. So before you say something, be prepared for the consequences. And because a lot of you trying to, you know, ask a lot of questions, tweet a lot of stuff just to get, just blow up and be popular. Yeah, I'm not saying- do anything for clout, you know, like, yeah, it's ridiculous. But is it good when you lose your agency, your tour gets canceled, and now nobody wants to work with you because they say you're a liability and you're basically blackballed? Or when you come out and you say, oh, I got to have security around me, my network set me up, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, we already have, it's, you know, when it comes from a white person, it's like we, we we expect it. We expect them to bring out, you know, the negative because that's what they do. That when an innocent black man or woman gets shot, they bring out their mug shots so or they say, "Well, this person has had a history of blah blah blah." Right. You know, we saw with Trayvon Martin when they put a little child throwing up the middle finger. Like who hasn't thrown up the middle finger? But yet they want to say he was a violent thug and all this stuff for walking around and getting some skittles. And- in Dallas, oh, he was in the wrong. Mm-hmm. For going in, for being in his own apartment, exactly. And you know, so this is what I'm saying. When you do stuff like that, so when it comes from our own, 
it's even more of a sting because it's like, if we can't stand together, sometimes, and, and Snoop is right, sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. Because what do we gain? What do we gain when we literally go against our own? Exactly. What is, what is gained from that? Yeah. What, what, what do we gain from that? We gain nothing. We just look like you know what they saying. If they look at them, they not even on, they're not even on the same page. It was so easy to make them turn against each other. We didn't even have to work hard. Like those those executives oh. over at CBS was laughing. They was chuckling. It was Black History Month. We told you, ain't nobody getting no passes in general. But you're not making it at Black History Month, so you need yeah. to do better. All this these is, yes. Black History Month, can we at least at least stand up for each other and instead of trying to down each other, can we at least give us ourselves that this one month to be united? Yeah. That's a, you well, know too much to ask for. Clearly. So that's all I'm gonna say. That's that that's that that, that you know what? If you didn't take nothing from this episode, go re-listen to this episode. Because we, because you know what, if you're one of those black people who like to tear down another black person, go work on yourself and see why you hate yourself. Because I, y'all know, I'll be the first one to say we as black people do a lot, but I, I have actively sat in meetings and been like, "Yep, that black." Knowing that black person makes me mad, I have sat in meetings and been like, "Oh, he a great worker. You need to promote him and push him through." Why? Because that's my people. And I'm not letting you, who is outside of my people, talk bad about my people. But no, it's not happening. And I don't want to be responsible for putting negative vibes out there. So even if you don't agree or you think Kobe did or didn't do, now is not the time for that. You had plenty mm-hmm. of time prior to. So you need to let that die. And mm-hmm. if you want to remember him remember him you know for maybe the funny things and the, the good things he's done and, and being a motivator yeah and, and if you if you want to remember negative things that's maybe something you should do in your house or you should be ready for that clap back because yeah it's gonna be a lifelong clap back it's not gonna be like the first you know it just like people are very upset about michael you know yeah. so it's going to be a lifelong clap back I mean, hell, people still speak their mind on OJ. But you know what? If something, God forbid, happened to OJ, everybody know what they're going to say. You know, we pulling out Johnny Cochran tapes and everything else. But OJ know who his crew is. And they know his friends. And they know, you know, because everyone has made sure they gave OJ their opinion. So, you know, he's Kobe and Michael, you know, and many others in his situation are gone. And they need to just be remembered respectfully at this point and that 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 shouldn't have to be said but it clearly needs to be said so if you don't have nothing nice to say like my grandmother said sit down shut up drink your tea (laughs) and keep it moving i mean nothing at all no she'd be like why that wasn't even needed you know we all knew that but you didn't have to say it you know sometimes it's okay not to not to try to be like cute and give that last little negative Mm, crab in a barrel please don't be a crab in a barrel yeah, at least not in February. Wait, wait. No, that's what I'm saying. Give us, give us. Come on, y'all. We we wait, wait starting off this month. Let's 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 do a challenge. Let's do April. In April, everybody can actively come in with that foolishness because you know April. You could you know you could April. It, it's allowed in April, you know. Let's just do better because we, because because you know, I really am disappointed this month. I got I got Megan getting slobbered on like it wasn't even like it was just a slobber. Oh no, Meg, you know Megan get her neck get getting her Fenty getting ate off like it's. Just, I mean, I, I just I can't please y'all. Give me get start the foolishness in april just started up in april we you know we got kids over there in newark, newark beating up the doggone high school teacher i just i can't we got terry cruz I, I i i'm not dealing with y'all this month i'm not <laughs> but on a, on a look on a lighter note before we end the show i want to give a huge shout out to hair love it won best animated short film at the um oscars 
uh, on Sunday. Uh, Hair Love You Don't Know is about like, uh, it's an animated comedy about a black uh, father whose daughter needs her hair combed. So oh, actually- I love that one. I do. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really cool. So congratulations to Hair Love. Uh, and he donated, he, uh, not donated, he, um, dedicated his ward to Kobe Bryant. So, uh, that's even more, you know, look, that's even more a great way to close the show. Yeah. Peace, love, y'all. You know where to find us. If you don't, we're on Google, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. If you'd like to send us an email, it is realtimeskb at gmail.com. Dot com and then our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is Real Times KB. Uh, we interact, we post, we love hearing from y'all. We appreciate the support. We love the listen, y'all. We love interacting with y'all. You know how we get down. If you if you're doing foolishness, stop it. Go into this week, you know, pretend to be uplifted, or you know, hey, go buy you some liftings, and <laughs> you know what to do from there. Yep. If you feel like I can afford this uh, rest of this month, or if you feel like saying some shit that shouldn't be said, guess what? Instead of saying that, go work out. Oh, that's a good one. I like okay, like that. If you want to talk, every time you talk shit, do 10 squats. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well, if you in a conference room and you getting ready to talk shit about your coworker, go ahead and make sure you wear your loose pants so you don't rip your seam and do them 10 squats. And when they ask you, like, it's the, it's the shit talking challenge. we gonna try to make that a hashtag and look and look and if it's your own people you got to do 20 oh i like that oh i i foresee there's gonna be a lot of nice toned thighs and asses (laughs) (laughs) so y'all y'all welcome for this this you know february getting shaved challenge and you ain't gotta thank us now but your boo thing and your pants will later (laughs) okay you will let's see who's gonna have a Georgia peach by the end of this <laughs> y'all we love you keep it easy we'll talk to y'all next week you know where to find us Mondays on Unapologetic Radio if you're not listening I don't know why take it easy peace peace